I realized that inflammation was the underlying cause of the eczema I'd had my whole life. So I went about changing my diet and lifestyle and very quickly my eczema went away. So that's my story in a nutshell. And since 2015, I've been helping people reverse skin conditions and all kinds of chronic inflammatory health conditions. Pick a name of chronic illness. It's normally related to inflammation and therefore people have reversed lots of different things. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio, the show you learn where your body and emotions are not in the way, they are leading the way, and today we have the amazing Neil Cannon on here, and his mission is to ignite self-healing and unlock human potential and human superpowers, which I love. Um, Neil helps people online to balance and optimize and revitalize their bodies by addressing the physical, mental, emotional, and energetic pillars of vitality and so much more. I don't want to get into too much because I want to hear it from the man himself. I'm so excited to dive into all things superpower and healing with you. Welcome, Neil. Thank you, Lauren. I'm really excited for our conversation as well. Thank you for having me as a guest on your show. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a good episode. We were having some technical difficulties before, and I didn't say this before we recorded, but I know it's going to be good. When there's technical things popping up, you know that the episode is going to be good. So thank you for bearing with me, Neil, as we set this all up and dive into the unknown together um, Mm -hmm. through your own self-healing journey. I know it's continual journey. We're always still on this hero's journey. How, in an abridged version, how did your journey began to now start to share these vitality secrets, these vitality pillars in your own life so that you can help other people do the same in theirs? Yeah, thank you. And clearly, you know that everyone in this path on the holistic journey has their own story of some kind of healing. Normally, it's themselves or they've helped someone close to them recover from something, some kind of crisis. And for me, it was like, it was a slow burner. (laughs) I had eczema for 30 years. I'll give you the abridged version, but I had eczema from a toddler until my early thirties. And I was always given these symptom masking treatments. Of course, I didn't think of them as that at the time. Steroid creams, which left pigmentation on my skin. You might even be able to see that. And prescription moisturizers, which contain nasty toxic ingredients and antibiotics when my skin got particularly bad when I had a flare-up, which you might know destroys the gut microbiome and it can take a very long time for the gut to recover. And obviously there's clearly times when it's needed in in emergency. However, when when people are over-prescribed antibiotics, it can really kind of um, compromise the immune system, compromise the gut, which is the very organ you want to heal with any kind of skin condition or any chronic inflammatory health condition. So that was my treatment of care for, or standard of care for 30 odd years. And it wasn't until my father suffered a stroke when I started going down my own kind of journey, if you will, I call it a vitality journey, because I had this kind of inner knowing. My innate intelligence or intuition was telling me that his stroke was avoidable. His sister, my, do- my aunt, obviously, a naturopathic doctor, and a few years prior to his stroke, she had told him he had chronic inflammation. So when he had the stroke, I remembered this memory of him telling me this in the kitchen, he was making us tea. And I just remember him telling me this thing and I I didn't really know anything about it. 
then. I, I had just entered the world of holistic health, but I hadn't really heard of this word inflammation. Anyway, when he had the stroke, I thought he didn't have to have that. Something was telling me he didn't have to have it. So I went on a big research journey and realized that chronic inflammation wasn't just behind his stroke and the high blood pressure he'd had for many years, which ultimately led to his stroke, but also behind the asthma he'd had since 12, a fully reversible condition, and the eczema I'd had since I was a toddler. I realized that inflammation was the underlying cause of the eczema I'd had my whole life. So I went about changing my diet and lifestyle, and very quickly, my eczema went away. So that's my story in a nutshell. And since 2015, I've been helping people reverse skin conditions and all kinds of chronic inflammatory health conditions. Pick a name of chronic illness. It's normally related to inflammation. And therefore, people have reversed lots of different things. Diabetes, pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, arthritis, and gout, fibromyalgia, chronic pain, eczema, psoriasis, lots of different things people have reversed by getting to the underlying cause of chronic inflammation. So that's my story in a nutshell. I, that was a very succinct story. Thank you. I think it's one of the, you, you got that down, just clear to the point. I love it. And it is, it's always looking at that root cause and so many of those root causes cause so many different types of symptoms or chronic issues that you don't realize it really just comes back to a few, if not just one of the chronic issues. And I know from your own healing journey and helping so many people with their own vitality, you've developed a system called the four pillars of vitality. I would love to kind of jump into there. We kind of hinted on it. What are those four pillars and how can we use those to, you know, bring the health back into a homeostasis in our own body? I love the word homeostasis and I love that you used it. Yeah. Balance. Yes. The, um, the four pillars are physical, mental, emotional, and energetic. So when people go about their healing journey or vitality journey, whatever you want to call it, most people start with the physical. They start with diet and exercise, first and foremost. Well, most people start with diet because it makes sense if we're consuming toxic food, we're going to get inflamed. I mean, one of my favorite definitions or hashtags around inflammation is, if you don't recognize an ingredient, your body won't either. Hashtag inflammation. So a lot of people are eating toxic food, GMOs, man-altered food, or fake food, fried food, sugars, and anything that's been altered by man and processed anything. You know, most people start there, take that out of their diet, and start to become aware of the things that they're eating, which are not, let's say, in alignment with nature. It's probably the easiest way of saying it. What's a toxin? Take it out. So, and then re replace it with fuel. So most people start with a diet piece and they combine that with exercise. Some people who are inflamed aren't very active and they, if we're not active, the body's not able to detoxify. The lymphatic system actually requires movement for it to work. So if someone's sedentary or largely sedentary, we need to get them moving again. A lot can be done with diet and exercise, anti-inflammatory diet, exercise, other things like grounding, sunlight, just the basic things. And then there's also looking into other kinds of toxins. So what, what is toxic in their environment? What is toxic inside their environment? We have the inner environment, we have the external environment. So the physical pillar, we kind of reverse engineer, if you like, where the toxins are coming from, remove them, and then refuel the body at the cell level. 
it's um i try and simplify things as much as possible so that's the physical pillar in a nutshell any questions at this point no i i'm already ready to dive deep into any of that okay. so continue okay. continue because that was a big part of my journey too is first removing those okay. environmental physical toxins air fresheners you know perfumes yeah. and your detergents and cleaning products my skin was just breaking out with rashes and acne oh. And I started making my own cleaning supplies. That was 15 plus years ago. So yes, we always, so many people start with a physical diet. What's in your environment? You know, I've been using essential oil since then. Just even just the perfumes that we, they're carcinogenic. So things that you plug into your wall, the air fresheners, just. Mm. Yeah. You can start me down a rabbit hole. Yep. Totally. I've got a friend (laughs) who's been on a long journey recovering from Lyme. And she's done a bunch of biohacking stuff and she can't, we got into a taxi a few years ago and she she had to stop the taxi because the air freshener was so potent. She's like, that's going to make me sick. She had to get out the taxi. I, I, you must, have you had this experience when you get into an Uber and it's just so potent. Yeah. You, you can virtually not breathe. Like, how, how are you breathing through this, these chemicals? Actually avoid the cleaning aisle and the laundry aisles and the supermarket and the grocery because I'm just like, I can't, <laughs> go down there yeah anyway. it's so interesting once you start understanding what chemicals are and you know the skin as you know is a, an organ and it's the largest organ on the body and it absorbs whatever we put on it into the bloodstream so it makes sense if we're putting chemicals on our skin that's going to go into the bloodstream which can then trigger inflammation and i i learned from a, a woman in cosmetics a few years ago that there's about 70 i think she said about nearing 80 thousand chemicals in cosmetics which are supposed to get you looking good and etc so or protect you from the sun so many sun creams are full of all kinds of nasty things although that's a separate topic and i don't want to suggest not to use them and but get people to burn but um there's there's a lot of things to learn when it comes to um skin and what we put on it Antiperspirant deodorants is another one. Um, blocking off the exhaust pipes for our toxins to leave the body. Not a good idea. So there's just a couple of examples of the physical. The mental piece. I think that was a good synopsis without overwhelming yeah. people too much. <laughs> exactly. There is a major toxin I want to talk about, but maybe we can come back to it. I'll give you a clue. Your phone, da, 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 for those of you listening. <laughs> yeah, listeners, these EMFs. I had EMF poisoning in 2017. They crashed my immune system. So much of my work is about the body electric and understanding how our cells are electrically charged. And if we are exposed to frequencies not in alignment with our own frequencies, we can get sick. And that's what happened with me. So we need to be aware of EMFs and protect ourselves whenever we can. So the mental piece, I mean, we could talk for a whole hour on that, but let's let's go to the mental piece. The mental piece is really understanding how our thoughts and our beliefs can make us sick or they can make us vital. We know with the placebo effect that the body can heal through thought alone. That's really what's happening. If we take that inert substance, that pill, and every time we take it, we're believing that that pill is going to heal us or get rid of the symptom or address the illness. And almost miraculously within days, weeks, months, whatever it is, that illness goes away through the sheer power of belief when there was nothing in that. So our brain, one of my favorite 
um, pioneers in this space is Dr. Bruce Lipton. I call him the father of epigenetics. He talks about how we have a brain chemist and the brain essentially creates the command for the body to secrete this perfect concoction of chemicals to heal the body. That's what's happening with the placebo effect. So if we can align our thoughts and our beliefs with what we want to create, the healing we want to create, then we're going to be ahead of the game. There's also something called the nocebo effect, which is how we can think ourselves sick, ultimately, or even worse, believe it or not. But we can think us if we wake up every single day with the same thoughts, same programs on repeat, on autopilot, if I wake up every single day and I say, I've got this thing called eczema, then I keep on recreating it. And I can literally become so attached to the label of it that I start to give more energy to it and it create, creates more and more of it. So one of the first things I do with my clients is strongly encourage them to break away from the label or the association of whatever the symptom is called. So a lot of power in the mind-body connection. So just a couple of things. Oh, there's also the powerful piece is getting really cleared, clear on your why for wanting to get rid of whatever symptom you have and getting crystal clear on a vision, aligning that vision with innate needs, desires, aspirations, becoming so inspired by a vision that we will do whatever it takes and enjoy the journey, which is a big piece. The next one is emotional. So very similar to how our thoughts and beliefs uh, can create illness or otherwise, or vitality, let's talk about it. We can create vitality with our thoughts and our beliefs. Same with our emotions. And they're very they're very closely tied. So when we have emotions, if we're chronically stressed, most people can get their head around how chronic stress leads to chronic illness. It's often spoken about how 90% of chronic illness is actually down to chronic stress. So if we are stressed all the time, we're living by the hormones of stress, which compromises the immune system. If we're living by if we're living by stress or by the hormones of stress, we're ultimately living by fight or flight hormones to a degree. We might, we, not, we might not be literally escaping some kind of physical threat, a tiger or lion or something, but in today's world of hyper-destruction, so many demands, deadlines, pressures, family commitments, so many things on our demand the whole time, unless we have a foundation from which to approach life, it could be, it could feel like we're in a pinball machine responding to things all the time. And that can create a level of stress because it's, we are responding as if there's some kind of threat on our lives. So we need to figure out ways to really calm the mind and body. You know, in the last couple of years, a lot of people became very um, fearful because of what we were seeing in the media. And that can create the nocebo effect. And I don't want to go too much into that because it can start to become a polarizing topic. But imagine seeing statistics every single day. What's that going to do to the mind-body connection? Not a good thing. We want to be thinking vital, thinking, reminding ourselves that the body is a supremely powerful self-healing machine, resilient machine, and will can recover from everything. So um, the mind-body connection is huge. So if we are stressed, we compromise the immune system. On the flip side, if we're in relax, regenerate, repair, parasympathetic, then we can create healing. That's where most healing takes place. If the body is calm, relaxed, and it's when, when we're most resilient as well. 
So there's lots of ways to calm the body and also retrain ourselves to respond to life's events in a way that doesn't compromise the body. One of my favorite definitions of stress is it's our internal response to external strains. So it's not the events themselves that cause stress, it's our response to those events. And I always use the traffic jam example. When two people can be in traffic, both late for work unexpectedly, one person can call their boss and say, hey, I'm gonna be late and just relax and chill, listen to music, listen to, listen to a podcast, your podcast maybe, and just relax, enjoy it. And then another person will also be unexpectedly late and caused by these stationary cars and start becoming very angry and weaving in and out of traffic and swearing and maybe cause road rage or or even an accident. And you can virtually imagine, you can, you can probably can't imagine what happens to their face, veins popping out of their neck, their head, bright red. That's That's a response. All that is, is a response to stationary cars. Really, that's what it is. <laughs> So, and then when you peel back the layers of the onion, we understand that people who are overreactive or who might be <clears throat> described as overreactive have a lot of unresolved trauma. And that is where we tie in releasing trauma and trapped emotions to calm the mind and body. So we are less reactive to whatever life presents for us. <clears throat> I say for us rather than to us, because I don't like being victims to whatever happens to us for us. So, um, Obviously, that's a lot easier said than done, depending on the situation. But um, there's, a, there's a tremendous amount of power that comes with understanding how our response to life's events changes our biochemistry. And we can, we can literally, through our thoughts, change our emotional response. So it's quite a big one, and it's a really fun one to play, play with as well. Is there anything you want to talk about? I feel like I've been. Oh talking. my gosh, so many things that I would love to jump in and talk about. Yeah. I'm over here just nodding my head, going, Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> everything, everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dr. Bruce Lipton, one of the OGs, Dr. Joe Dispenza as well, as yeah. you know, I've read their works and practiced their stuff for a while and just always amazed, especially recently with Dr. Joe and the research they do with these week long meditation events where they'll take blood samples, um, um, saliva samples, they'll have neurodes on people's brains and brain heart scan. rate, brain scan. They do so many different tests now. And the amount of change and growth and upregulating of genes that people have in just five, seven days, it's like unreal. it is on freaking real. I went to two of those events last year. Uh, streets. Yeah. Beautiful. Unreal. Have I you been to one? Yes, I haven't been in a few years. I've been to four, I believe. Three, three, oh, four. wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. If people knew that through meditation, we can secrete a pharmacy of chemicals in the body superior to any drug, would you take any of this these experimental drugs anymore? <laughs> You know, a lot of them, believe it or not, even ones that have been for, around for a long time, that in a way they're actually still experimental. So, and every single drug comes with side effects without exception. So we are trusting an industry when we're taking these drugs, number one, and then there's, that's a whole other rabbit hole. But when we 
when we don't get to the cause of whatever the illness is, we're, we're ignoring it and we're putting chemicals in the body which can create inflammation. And we're not understanding, I mean, the placebo effect alone is telling us just how powerful the body is in healing itself and its resilience. And I'll never forget with Joe Dispenza, he, he works with scientists and the scientists will, will confirm that there's thousands of new metabolites in the blood after meditation or after five or seven days of meditating. And new information, blood carries information. It's why we get blood tests to see how healthy we are. And if they can say before meditation, your blood is X, and then after meditation, whatever the time frame, your blood is what it was plus 2,000 plus metabolites, where does all this new information come from? Anti-cancer metabolites, new immune markers, all these words that I can't even pronounce or repeat, there's lots of very long words <laughs> and it all appears in the blood and, you know, all this new information. And Joe Dispenza will say to the scientists, firstly, can you confirm there's new information in the blood? And the scientists will say, yes, there is new information in the blood. And then Dr. Joe will go, so where does it come from? And they'll go, focusing on nothing, apparently. Just by meditating. So why is the world not meditating? We create healing in the body when we meditate. It's scientifically proven. Even outside of Dr. Joe's work, I think, I think his work is phenomenal. In fact, I've got his book right here, Becoming Supernatural, and uh, one of my favorites. Even outside of his work, there's thousands of studies showing what happens in meditation. You can go into peer-reviewed medical research and type in meditation and inflammation, and you will say, see how meditation reduces inflammatory markers. So really the entire world needs to be meditating or being calm, doing something every single day to bring that calmness back into their bodies. So yeah, he's got brain scans and all kind of blood markers and very, very fascinating stuff. I love how he's bridging science and spirituality. Me too. That's how I got in, into all that whole world and just how science is catching up on all these studies that come out, just re reconfirm it. And not only that, the they can measure brain scans when somebody's getting a download. Like we'll go a little energetic here. We are on you Wellness Radio. We go down that the, the spiritual route pretty far sometimes. They mm. actually can predict when someone's about to get a massive energy surge in their body. That's new information energetically. You become a whole new person. And the people that are interviewed after these experiences that have the spontaneous remission or healing, or just something transformational. They're not talking about, oh, now I can walk again. Now mm. I, you know, now I feel this. No, the how good I'm they feel. Yeah, yeah, just that you talk about how good you feel because when you, you you literally become a different person. And I love what you said. It was a very short thing that you said, but I, it's at the core of my belief system too, that this is life and motions are not happening to us they're happening for us and these opportunities whether you have chronic inflammation something physical emotional something in your life that you just don't want that you don't like is guiding you to become the person that who you really are who you really yeah. do like without this contrast you wouldn't change you'd be still buying air fresheners and 
you know, GMO food, we'd just be, you know, the whole thing. If we talk about the physical, you'd be still the stressed out person in traffic, you know, you yeah. still without something to wake you up, you would just be going down groundhog stay over and over and over and over again. So look at whatever's challenging you in your life right now. So to look at the situation differently, to look at yourself differently is this huge opportunity to become a new person because in order to heal, in order to be something else, you have to change who you are. You have to be a totally different person. So there's my little two cents about that. <laughs> yes, yes to all of that. Yeah. We need we need that crisis, don't we? We have yes. to have that wake-up call. Why is it called a wake-up call? It shakes us up. It jolts us. Like, whoa, what, what, what what's going on? <laughs> you know, even people who I've interviewed who reverse cancer holistically, and I've recently helped a friend. I can't say I'm the only one. There's a few of us who have supported him, but I knew that the moment he told me he was going to do it holistically, his mindset was perfect. He's like, he started to detoxify his body straight away. Detox, 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 detox. And I've got goosebumps because like he, he's within two months, he's in remission. Detox, refuel, detox, refuel, detox, refuel. That's me doing the actions for taking the toxins out and putting fuel back in. So uh, I'm, re I'm really simplifying things there, of course. But um, he, I've completely lost my train of thought now. Oh, yes. People who reverse cancer holistically, they often say, cancer saved my life. If they didn't get cancer, they wouldn't know that their body was toxic. They wouldn't know that their body is out of balance. How, how else does the body communicate with us that we're toxic? It has to do it by way of a symptom. For me, it took me a while, 30 years, to figure out that eczema was a symptom alerting me that something was not right in my body. You know, it's, we, if we change that perception of whatever it is, and obviously this is a lot easier said than done depending on the severity of whatever we have or whatever we're experiencing, but if we can take that different perspective and go, okay, my body is trying to tell me something here. Let's, let's listen, 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 listen. It's amazing what happens. And crisis can lead to an awakening. Now, I interviewed someone specifically on the, who I met at the Joe Dispenza retreat a few months ago. And I said, would you have discovered any of this stuff, any of the magic that comes in the world of energy in the quantum realm and you know, there's so many gifts and doors open up to us once we step into this world that weren't ever there before. And she said, no, not, not, none of this would have been available to me if I hadn't had my own thing. So most people, I would say, if not everyone, goes through some kind of crisis. It doesn't have to be sickness. It can be a financial challenge or depression or relationship challenges or addictions or something in our lives. We reach that point of going okay i need to start really observing this in a different way now and we go and do the work we go within and then we start peeling back the layers of the onion over some time and then we get healthier and healthier and healthier and more vital more vital more vital off all the drugs or for you know recalibrating homeostasis bringing homeostasis back into the body i wrote down this quote i love that you said homeostasis at the beginning of this because one thing i wrote down at joe dispenza's event was a side effect of homeostasis is symptoms naturally disappear. When the body is in balance, we don't have symptoms. So it's I see it as our job as the 
owners of our bodies <laughs> to kind of go and quote unquote do the work. And then so much magic opens up to us that we didn't even know of before. Yep. Mic drop. Yep. It's, it's taking that responsibility in a loving way because some of us, I'll talk about weight loss because it's such a huge industry. Um, you want to maybe get healthier and lose the weight because you may, you don't love who you are right now. A lot of the weight loss industry, you see people go on a crazy diet, which probably is not healthy nine times out of 10. And then maybe they'll do it for a few weeks and then stop and gain even more weight back. You know, this, this binge diet cycle, but when we can really approach whatever we want to heal in our life, physical or, you know, a relational financial from a loving place and looking at ourselves, not because we hate ourselves or, or, you know, we need to like, it's like, no, I love myself enough to do this differently. I get to do this. I get this opportunity to change everything about me. And I lost my train of thought too now. <laughs> oh yes, I got it. Um, and not only do we need to learn to calm down in whatever way, whether it's meditation, breath work, whatever modality works for you, also learning to challenge ourselves too, in order to stay calm during challenging situations, whether it's, you know, lifting weights, doing yoga or, you know, doing cold tub therapy. My partner and I, I do that. It's just like putting Easy. yourself in these tough situations where your body wants to react. I never want to get in the cold tub. I will be honest. I don't I love it. I, I love it once I'm in there, but when I get, it's like that the ego just wants to try and you're like, nope, having conversation with myself right now, we are going to do this. Because, you know, remember how good you feel? Remember all those beautiful, like, happy hormones that just flood your body after, you know, I just will have to talk myself up into this. But also, going back to Dr. Joe, he I don't believe he does this anymore. He used to, each event, there was a challenge. And these challenges are physical activities, whether it was like um a ropes obstacle course or something like that, that kind of pushes you to your edge, to your fear, can you settle your body down into the present moment and execute this? Because if you can do something so out of the ordinary and quote unquote scary, you could you can do anything in your life. You're literally trading and showing your body, look, I can jump into this cold bath for three minutes. I can do this. I can tightrope across like three stories. I, you know, I can do anything. Learning to train your body in these situations to be able to calm down, I think is just as vital as learning to just meditate, if not more. <laughs> totally. totally. Yes to everything you just said. Yeah. yeah. Um, the I love cold therapy. Yeah. I've been leading and breath work. You mentioned breath work as yes. well. I've been leading a breath work group for since October 2020. I, I'm in a men's community and within the men's community, I decided to start off a breath work group Monday to Friday, and the, the main purpose was to really help with the immune system because it's so phenomenal for the immune system, reducing inflammation and oxygenating every cell and detoxifying through breath, of course, or maybe not, of course. We detox, we exhale 70% of our toxins from our breath. So breath work can be very good for, for many physical reasons, but it's turned into something much bigger than that. And it's become this community of guys who are emotionally and mentally expanding together and 
There's one guy who started doing automatic writing when he's in this meditative mode during the breath holds. He's just writing. He's channeling. And these words on him, he just looks at the paper and goes, I don't know where these words came from. And it came through meditation or breath work. So meditation is very powerful. I love it. And um, cold therapy, I'm a huge fan as well. And I'm, I've got to give credit where it's due. Wim Hof method is what, why I'm doing it. Um, and I've got this freezer outside, a converted Costco freezer. I'm in Mexico. And it's amazing. Just jump in for five minutes every morning. And so many friends from the community are coming over as well. And it's I think that if we do something every single day that takes us out of our comfort zone, that that term is used way too much. But when we when we do extend ourselves a bit and we we go, we do something that's seemingly a little more challenging than what we're used to, we can develop that mental toughness, that mental resilience to do other things, other things where our mind might get in the way of doing things. <laughs> so along with all the the physical benefits, of course, that come with these practices. Yeah. Yeah. With, with cold therapy alone, there's so many physical and emotional benefits, like for your skin, your, your immune system, all, all these beautiful things. And most of the reason why I do it is because of the resilience is like to be able to overcome yourself in the moment, because when you can start to build that awareness and something challenging some of the more mundane mundane things like traffic you start to catch yourself getting into the habit getting into that program of being pissed off or frustrated or whatever that is and you'll start to realize you're addicted to certain emotions or certain reactions and to be able to build that awareness to choose differently and that includes the physical part like continuing moving your body choosing healthier choices to to fuel your body too you just hit a really important point and getting addicted to emotions when that became clear to me i realized that i was getting addicted well we get addicted to the hormones of stress we get addicted to stress it doesn't make sense it sounds counterintuitive but all the pharmacy of chemicals that the brain secretes in a stressful situation we start to understand how we can literally get addicted to being stressed so some people will unconsciously create a stressful environment because it's feeding them it's messed up but we all do it to a degree with many other emotions and that that meditation or the the breath work or the cold therapy helps, just as you were saying, it helps to create that foundation, that awareness when we can become the conscious observer of our thoughts. And we're like, hang on, what, what's happening here? What's going on with my thoughts here? Oh, wait, that's not even mine. Where does that thought come from? Where does that come? Oh, there was this event when I, when I was 10 and this happened to me. So, you know, we realized that we are projecting or extrapolating what happened with us, to us, for us, when we were children into our present day life, however old we are, and we're still kind of almost feeding off that trauma that's happened. And then, then we get the stress response and the addictive chemicals, and it's a fascinating situation. But yeah, the breath work, cold therapy, all of that stuff, meditation helps us to become more aware of what our mind is doing. 
Yeah. And the emotional, the mental, I know that you're going back to your four pillars of vitality, the mental and emotional part, you know, can kind of really tie in close together. You know, for me, it's allowing myself to feel these feelings and continue to feel like the victim or the rage or the frustration come up and be like, I know what this is. I've dealt with this before, but just let it come up and out. I don't have to pick up the emotional bait and recreate it. I I think, I've, I don't know what the study was, but there was a study. If you truly just feel whatever emotion is coming up, it's it lasts like under some under 30 seconds if you really just are present and allow an emotion to come up. But anything more than that, we're just picking up that emotional bait and, and recreating it and recreating it. And I think doing, you know, anybody on this healing journey, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably understand this. There's no end goal point of I'm going to be this like high vibrational 5D angelic person who doesn't have any negative emotions or programs or anything to work through again. Like there's always kind of, if you, if you were at to that point, you wouldn't, I, my belief is you wouldn't be in this reality because we're here to learn and to grow and the contrast and the emotions all come part of that. Um, but it's just continually allowing yourself to feel, allowing those things to come up and, and process them. I'd love to hear like your own, you know, we talked about like physical, mental, but emotional, like when these things come up, like in the moment, how do you have any like tools of allowing yourself to feel them? Yeah, it means pausing. It really means pausing and breathing slowly. I don't mean going to a full Wim Hof. <laughs> I mean, deep breaths, nice, slow, deep breaths and get into nature. Sometimes I go for a walk or run and I'll, I'll coach myself and I'll, I'll say, okay, what's real right now? <laughs> what's real now? What, where are these thoughts coming from? Where is this lack coming from? Is lack really a thing? I'm doing this abundance course right now with Deepak. <laughs> I love the idea that lack isn't even a thing it's 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 made up it's a human construct and the moment we understand that well what we can do with energy and with our thoughts and what we can how we can create this ties back to joe dispenser creating from energy rather than from action or at least both <laughs> energy and action rather than taking action from fear and scarcity and lack is you know there's so much power that comes from our state of mind knowing that we are always looking after, being looked after. And in the words of, oh my goodness, who is it? Gabriel Bernstein, the universe always has our back, or Abraham Hicks. So when I remind myself, when I'm in a tricky situation, whatever it is, I do like to pause. I sometimes, yeah, nature, walk, breathe, ask myself these questions. Sometimes I'll take an ice bath and I'll just sit with the cold and allow and just feel it on my skin and just drop into the inside, my core, see what's going on. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned in this journey is, you know, that perfectionist inside of me before I started down this rabbit hole, kind of felt like you weren't supposed to have these emotions anymore as an adult, but it's really, that's an opportunity for you to do the healing in the moment. You know, you have this emotional hit because it's ready to come out of your body you're ready to release it and you're ready to on the other side, there's always some new wisdom, something you learned about yourself, some manifestation. 
there's always something beautiful on the other side. If we just really, like you said, take a breath and just let ourselves feel it. Um, but I know we kind of sidetracked a little bit. We, we got deep into those four pillars. Was there anything else that, to wrap this up? We're starting to kind of close down the show, Neil, that you wanted to talk about um, with vitality and the four pillars or anything else that you would love to share with us today? Yeah, thank you. So we did go quite deep into all of them. Um, I would like to reiterate that the the vitality journey can be quite an enjoyable one. It doesn't have to be a sacrifice, whatever we do. And if we allow ourselves to go down this path, providing there's a runway, of course, if, if someone's got a really serious something, then Western medicine, you know, might well be the answer. It's, I, I see it as emergency medicine, actually. So it's obviously amazing in that. Um, I do see the energy world as a reward for what you know what happens when we go when we go down this journey, and so many doors can open up to us, and it's like a whole new way of life. It's an elevated way of living. It's a it's like flipping the, the mainstream way of living on its head, and tapping into what we knew when we were born, but we were we were kind of programmed out of all this knowing, all this. These powers that we have, these superhuman powers, if, if you will, that we're born with, but we we forget about them because that's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, we, I, I feel that we're on this path to remember who we are. And when we meet a crisis, it can give us the greatest doorways into a world that never existed prior to them having, you know, prior to the crisis. So, um, yeah, see... Um, I invite people, anyone to do, I invite anyone to do the, the holistic path, the vitality journey, because it's it's empowering, it's inspiring, and it's just opens up all these doors. So, um, yeah, I guess that's what I'd like to say, just conclude with what we're saying. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and nerding out with me a little bit today. I, I had a lot, a lot of fun joining in on this conversation. And thank you for showing up and just, and being you and on your own journey, not giving up and trying new things and finding your own vitality because it's beautiful ripple effect out into the consciousness and the ethers itself. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude today, be of service for you and return, Neil? Oh, I love that question. Yeah. Um, well, I am launching a book. In a month, my third book, The Vitality Code, and it's the physical, mental, emotional, and energetic pillars of vitality. And I would, uh, I'd love for your listeners to download that book and maybe do a review um, and subscribe. My my website is vitalitysecret.com, and if they subscribe there, um, you can also download the current one, the 2016 version. I can give that away right now to your listeners. And that's really highlighting what inflammation is and how to get rid of it from a physical standpoint, nutrition, exercise, grounding, et cetera. You can have that for free. Your listeners can have that for free. And then they'll be alerted of the release of the next one. And whatever we, whatever we can do collectively to get the downloads, you know, I want to get, I want to inspire as many people to heal themselves as, as I can and go down this journey. So that's what I'd ask. And I'm sure they'll get value at the same time. Oh, I'm sure they will. And by the time this podcast goes live, I will check in with you, but it, your book will probably be live by the time this goes out. So it'll be perfect timing. The stars align for everybody to get the new information, the vitality 
was Vitality Codes. The new book is the Vitality, the vitality Codes. Code. Single code, yeah. Code. Like, like the Vitality Secret is singular. I'm Perfect. keeping the singular Thank Vitality you. Code. Yes. Although I must be honest, there's, there's many codes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Neil, for coming on. It was such an honor and a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you so much, Laura. And I've really loved our conversation. I yeah. love it to us. Thank you.